When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to episode 303. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the very lovely and fully make-uped Elsie Escobar. And also our producer with the, with the moster, with the mooster. That didn't rhyme. I tried so hard. John Jamingo, everyone. Yay! Hey. Honestly, I'm going to break out in hive from... <laughs> Just from thinking about this, all the things we have to do, Jess. Oh. not We, you and I, and then all the rest of the things I have to do after that. I'm like. Very busy. I'm, I'm me, deer in the headlights like this. You had me panic this morning, I'll tell you what. Don't, I, I mean, unless you're specific about what all we have to do, don't make me worry like that. Because I was just like, you're like, we have to get our shit together. We have so much to do. And it's well, like, no, you mean the gra- see, Okay, listen. Actually, for everybody who's four watching graphics? us, I'm sorry, what? I said, you mean the four graphics? Is that everything? Everybody that is watching right now, all of the people, all of the thousands of people. All three of you. That are watching. Um, maybe I can mention this even uh, for those who show up and stuff. We are going to need help in the chat for our She Podcast mini con. That is something that is going to be necessary because just starting off the bat, saying hello and happy welcome to all the folks who are attending Podcast Global, PodFest Global. You will get, um, if you want to attend for free, use the code SHEPODCAST, like all one word. You can actually go ahead and get your ticket right now and participate because it is so incredibly busy in there. It's a little bit crazy. So what I have to say is that whenever you're in there presenting, like when we're going to be doing our mini con in there, there are two chats that are happening at the same time. So there's the Zoom chat happening and then there's the Hoover chat happening at the same time. And there That's is an, so... awful, there's an awful lot of engagement. And so... Oh, uh, look at Carrie. She says there's 50 places to ask questions in a podcast session. Great. Yeah, Absolutely. We need to have a team member from She Podcast that is specifically going to be answering questions that are coming to us about us or... Isn't that person Jenny? She could, but she I don't know if she can do both sides. I know we at Libsyn have, have two... We have one person on one side and we have the other person on the other side. But I'm not doing any sessions. I mean, what did you think I was going to be doing? Like, I was just thinking in terms of breaks, too. This morning... As soon as I opened up my email, I actually got up at 545 because I wanted to do some extra work before the day began. And I thought, oh, I have, I think, I don't even know why I thought 10 o'clock was when I had to do something. Like, oh no, it was 930. I was supposed to do something at 930 for the Lipson booth. And then I thought, oh gosh, I forgot about that. That's why I'm waking up so early. And then as soon as I opened up my email, there's a message from Andrew saying to be there at nine. For the opening thing. So then I had to put makeup on, brush my hair, 
get out of pajamas all by eight. And even then, it was just then, and then I was on from nine in the morning until 10.30. And then I was like shot after that. I was like, oh my God, that was so, that was a lot of energy. So now just <laughs> thinking about what we're doing, we're doing what, three and a half hours? That's a yeah, lot. Well, all hours. I'm saying is that I, that's a lot of energy. It is it a is. lot of energy. It's exhausting. Yeah. I know. It will be exhausting. But I mean, I expect that. Right. I know but that's I'll, coming. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I think we need to have beyond just you and I and Jenny, maybe having a backup team to help out somehow would be great. If we have people asking questions, if we have people, you know, doing stuff like that. So I'm already exhausted too, Carrie. It's not just you. I know. I think it's Elsie. I think Elsie's exhausting, not the podcast. I am exhausting because I'm she telling is. you, this is why I like, I go, I, this is me all day, every day. I know. I have, I have all a this. stupid question. When's do do? Pod, when does it start now? Is podfest start yeah, right now? now? It started today. It oh. started this morning. Okay. You would think that a person who's a master yogi and very in touch with like, holistic practice and stuff would be the laid back version of this couple, but it's not. No, you know what? I, I completely agree, but it's, it's just one of those things where for us that do and practice yoga, it's no, it's not because it's inherent to our personality. No, it's, it's because, because we need it. Yep. See? So it's not like, could you, why would somebody who's already chill and yeah. like, then want to be more chill, like, that doesn't work. So I often need to be calmed down and chill out and not think that the world is going to end. And that is why I am with the person that I am with, because he is a giant, grounded, warm person. So every time that I'm like this... All I just have to be, I literally just have to be near him and his entire energy is like, if he is like, you know, those weighted blankets that people use when they're freaking out. Yes. Randy That's, is a weighted is blanket. Literally a weighted blanket. <laughs> Randy is a weighted blanket. Like when I'm walking down the street, I'm like, doom, doom, you know, like super fast going forward. No one stop me. And he's just like, it doesn't matter if he forgot something. In the house, he'll just open the door, doop doo doo, slowly come in, get the thing. Whereas I'm like, oh my god, I forgot to get yes. the mask. I've been, ex- right I've been, I've been experiencing this with you for a week now, and I cannot figure out why you are so hyped up and not in a good way, but I why am. you're so. I mean, we're hyped up in a good way for Podfest, but also she's like, we have so much to do. None, blah blah blah. You know, like every day, it's like. We have to get our shit together. And I'm like, give me a list of everything that needs to be done. And then it ends up to be like one thing. Mm, well, maybe not for me. For me, it ends up to be one right. thing. It's, uh, yeah. But and so, OK, yeah, I'm not going to go down the list of all of that stuff. But I know I'm... it's been a lot for you to do. But I guess because I did the event last year and it was like a mini con times a thousand and getting all the headshots and getting the speaker cards and getting their bio. Like, there's a reason why I automate all that stuff. And it's because this is a pain in the ass. What's happening with trying to get three sessions together and all the people that are going to speak in those sessions? Like, it's so much. Right. So I made it easier for myself by 
automating a lot of it, forcing people if they want to apply to speak, they have to go through the form. It has to come through email. That's the only way I'm going to see it. I'm not going to look at it if you just send me an email. It has to be in the spreadsheet with all the other, you know, like right. I was kind of rigid about the process so that it wouldn't drive me crazy. But I feel like since it's not our conference, I can't catch up with why there's a franticness about you. Well, because there's there's a lot of stuff that goes all the bits and pieces. And I think what it is, is that if it wasn't... I keep waiting for If them. it wasn't, because there are two aspects of it. There's one of them is that you're doing the content, right? So there's the content aspect of it. If I wouldn't be freaking out if I had to do three separate panels myself, as in like, I had to be part of these things. It's different when you are just showing up for that. Whereas when you are, you have more skin in the game in the sense of, like, I'm just, I'm going to speak now from the perspective of Lipson. Like, if we are a sponsor, if you're a sponsor for something, you show up and you have to make it worth your while. Like, but we're not Lipson, though. Event. Don't speak on behalf of Lipson because you seem overwhelmed by what we are doing. Right. Because it's happening on both, for me, it's both sides. And so I see that all the questions that are coming in on one side of things, like we need to be prepared for that stuff. I, I guess like I was, I disagree because no one's going to ask us a 10th of the questions they're asking lips in because we don't host podcasts. Right. No, I understand that. But in terms of like, I was just thinking like selling tickets for she podcast live. Is that not the best venue to do that? Well, of course. Yes. So do we have a deal for podcast? We do, but I forget what it is, but we do. For just for those three hours, like I think that would be like really great to be able to have that. Do we have a place where we can send them? What's the code? Like, what are we offering those people? Are we going to be talking about the speakers? Will the speaker thing be open for people to apply for that? Those little tiny questions that might come up on with around our content and stuff. That's what I was thinking about, about the, the mini aspects of you and I coming in and going like, where are we sending them? We send them in here. Is this what we're going to talk about? Like, because this is also going to be a great opportunity for folks that don't know anything about She Podcasts. I just had, we just had a dude show up for the Lipson thing and he was like, I've been podcasting for 15 years. What do you guys do? We have, I've never heard of Lipson. And, I, oh. and it's just like, oh, well, okay. And so then, so we get those types of folks, like people who are coming in for the very first time that don't know about, know about anything. Yeah, like it's just all so all the things. How do we explain who she podcast is? What she podcast has been? Who we are? What she podcast live is? What you know, like all kinds of little mini details around that because this is a really, really um, amazing opportunity to have really engaged people. John, just to let you know, so I went into um, so this is the pre-event. This week is a pre-event. By the time y'all are listening, it's going to be just the weekend before we do our mini con. Yeah. But um, so I had a you know um, Chris Kremitzos opened it all up, and he was like, it was nine in the morning, and it was like a little kickoff as to what to expect for you know Podfest, and this is the pre-event, and then next week, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm there at nine o'clock in the morning um, as a sponsor, sort of like talking about Lipson and all kinds of stuff. He had over a hundred people live at nine a.m. Like, yeah, of course. Just in the kickoff, I was like, "What? What?" And then we did a little sort of virtual booth meet up. I don't even know what it is. It's the first time we've ever done that. Like, they have little booth meetups, I guess, where people can actually show up 
live to be with the sponsors, like a, a proper booth versus like just chatting with them. So we did a little Zoom thing. We had 30 plus people show up at 9.30 a.m. And I was like, it's amazing. It's insane. Oh, yeah. oh, oh they're yeah. paying he's, for he's, it. They've they've bought tickets to be well, there. Of course. No, these are the majority of the tickets are free. I mean, you can just go get a ticket for with most but there's you, lots. You but, know that yeah. Chris has been running Facebook ads for months for this, right? We use Andrea Vall for Facebook ads. She pulls people out of God knows where. I've never seen to, one. Like, what? I've never seen, never a, seen a podcast. Not on a, no, I've seen I every ad for every other possible product ever. I mean, to be fair, I probably see them because I'm on the Facebook page. Right. But also, we're not the audience. We already know about Yeah, podcasts. we already know about them. I know. That's so. why there's so many people. Because she reaches out to people who are just like the people who are on his website, not those people. Right. She finds identical demographic and pulls them in, which is why each conference gets bigger and bigger and bigger, hopefully. So yeah, she's brilliant. So oh, I mean, well, Carrie says that she's seen a lot of podcasts. Oh, uh, see, podcasts. all right. So it's not I have just not me. like I, I oh, have it, but mind you, I'm not on Facebook, and I try to very to not be on Facebook. So it's not like I'm going to see them if I'm not there. I haven't acted on anything, and I don't comment usually unless it's like our stuff. So I get it, but I guess. You know, and so I que- I question, I mean, I know Facebook ads have been running for a long time, and I guess that's, that's a question for me of not trusting that because I still, I mean, I have not worked with anybody doing Facebook ads that actually convert. I've seen reach, well, but I haven't seen like conversion rates that are worth the price. We spent $5,000 on ads for our own event, and it brought in $15,000. For... But the conversions of the ads? Yeah. For our event, for She Podcast Live in uh, 2019. Really? Yep. It brought 50. But, and so what's the conversion rate? I guess I'm just looking at it from the perspective of- I mean, of- $15,000 divided by three. You know, it's like 500 a ticket. You know, it's probably like- It's one to one. No, you it's 5,000 50- for 15,000. Oh, oh, I thought you said- It's three to one. I'm sorry. But as far as how many tickets that is, like 15,000 divided by... Yeah, it's three to one. For every dollar you spend, you get three back. I mean, I guess if it's like, if it is that and you got, that would be good value. I guess when I'm looking at percentages, I keep thinking like the reach was like, you know, 5,000 people. And then when you look at the conversion rates, at least from what I have seen in terms of, um, the only thing that I'm looking at here is like webinar stats. So I'm not looking at conversion for conferences or virtual events or anything like that, is that that ends up being less than 10. So that's why you need someone who really, really knows what they're doing. And I don't know if you know, but Andrea Vall wrote the book, Facebook for Dummies. <laughs> or Facebook marketing for dummies. So I mean like- Wrote so the book. She wrote that book. She but, like, wrote the book. But anyway, so I mean, I think Chris got even more yield than we did because he poured way more money. I mean, that was his main source of traffic for, right. for PodFest last year. And you saw how, I mean, that was like 3,000 people. Yeah. Um, I don't well, know. 5,000 I mean, you know. and a little over 5,000. Yeah. For oh, this, you mean, right? Huh? For this one? I'm talking about for his in-person one. Oh, the in-person one. Oh. Yeah. He, no, he, I did not he know He got that, a ton of return awesome. back. Because right. what you need is someone who, who does a test ad for a weekend. 
And then whichever one does well, she dumps the other one. And she's also testing audience. And whichever one does well, she dumps the other one. Then right. she dives in a little further. Okay, we like the Southern region. Is it Georgia? Alabama? Is it Florida? Okay, only Alabama's biting. Then she dives in. So every time she does another, I mean, it's not even every time you pay her, she does a new campaign. It's within the campaign. She probably tweaks it every day or every other day. She looks at it every day to see what's not working and dumps it. And she looks to see what's working and blasts it. And so it should yield you a return. But it is a full-time job. I mean, like her whole job all day is calculating what ads are working for her clients and tweaking that shit. And tweaking them. Yep, absolutely. That's probably why it doesn't work for us normal people because I don't know how to do that. Right. It's it's an all-day thing. Yeah. And who has the time? And I, I think that you're absolutely right. When it comes to like Facebook ads like that, I honestly think that that's when somebody it, it has to be somebody's job to just sit there and watch this stuff and go down the list. I've been noting that also for um you know when it comes to community engagement and what exactly is because of what I do, right? So I really consider myself a community expert, right? That's somebody who works in community that has really understood how to grow community, what conversations are really impactful for, for community. I'm a I'm a very like high touch person. I know how to talk with you. Like there's like all of these things that I naturally am really good at. And I think that it like it ha- there happens to be a job that is also a title, right? But there's actually yet another level to that where I found that in order for me to really excel at that specific hat that I wear as a community expert, community leader, community mm-hmm, manager, mm-hmm. I you really need to be in the community all the time. Like there is no. Yes, I agree. Yeah, There's like no other thing, right? It's, so yes, part of what I love and what I, and I intuitively know and I know it works is that engagement is like answering questions and following up on stuff and like seeing and being curious about things and reaching out to people and all of that. If I put a timer on the amount of time that it takes me to do that, it's, a long time. <laughs> so know? it's funny that you say that because I spent the weekend trying to figure out what job I want to do mm. in this company or right. in life, basically. Right. I have come to the conclusion that my main job should be managing people that I'm outsourcing other things to. Yeah. That is my job because I spent the entire weekend on Upwork mm-hmm. looking for people to do bits and bobs of things. Things that, you know, like, first of all, because Jenny works for Produce Your Podcast also, and I don't know how much time she'll have to dedicate to helping us with the event or if she's just going to be able to keep doing what we do every week, which is with the QA and the podcast right, right. and stuff like that. I don't know if I can pile on with her because she has other clients that we work with. So if I need another Jenny just for the event, how much can I give to Scott? What do I want him to do? What's a good value of his time? Then I know like what's not a good value of my time. So like I was like, oh, I'm going to take the design back over again. But then I was like, you know what? No, I think what I'm going to do is be the art director. I want to give someone I made a brief. I should show. Can I share my screen? Yeah. So a while back, I decided I wanted to have an Etsy store and then I wanted to have a digital Etsy store. Right. So like this was like months ago and I was just playing around with it. And I decided, you know, I just don't have time to do the planners, but I know exactly what I want them to look like. I made this board. These are all the planners I have. These are the only ones I've, I've been assigned. I hired two people, one who does PowerPoint, one that does InDesign. Okay. And so I gave her the files 
These are the fonts. These are the directions per page. This is for the annual planner. There's a monthly one, a weekly one, and a daily one. Okay. So she's going to take this, do everything I say, and give me back the planner. And I've basically designed it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just doing that. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So why can't I make our entire job on She Podcasts like this? Where, I mean, I know I'm showing the whole world like my stuff here. But like, here's our dashboard. Right. And then here's all the action items. And to be honest with you, most of them are mine. Right. In fact, they're all mine, except for, I mean, there's some of Jenny's. But Jenny has done many of these. She just hasn't checked them off because I'm the only person that uses this right now. Let me, let's get rid of this stuff. I'm supposed to be sending out sponsorship stuff and putting together. I mean, yes, but also, no, I should just write the text and have someone else do it. And I should just be monitoring that person. I mean, not necessarily the high touch stuff, like you said, but putting decks together, sending contracts, sending invoices, doing follow ups, gathering headshots, all that stuff should be somebody else. My job is to manage that person. Well, it's kind of weird. But then I was like, is that what a CEO does, though? Yes, that is exactly what it is. And so, but mind you, you how hard it is to get to that point, though. Yeah, it is really hard. hard. And also, here's the other thing, though. Here's the other thing that's very challenging because right now we do have, we're starting to expand a little bit more uh, the team over at Libsyn. And so because the core folks that have worked there for so long are such like a Swiss army knife of, of the, of the ability to be able to basically do everything, right? That one person that right now we're really trying to do that so that we can move forward because there's, there's some things that only I can do as an expert, right? That's my earned time that I've had, that I have a unique point of view and I know where all the pieces go. And, uh, and so now we have team members that can actually move those pieces and put them where they belong. But the thing is that they have to also also be managed. And so in the sense that what I have noticed is that this weekend I worked for us. I was working for us full time on Saturday and Sunday. Usually on Sunday, when I am ready to go back to work on Monday, I do the manager stuff that I need to do for our Libsyn team. And so the manager stuff is I got Double-checking work, making sure shit's getting done, seeing if anyone has questions, That's right? right? Every, all the social media stuff, all the edits on that thing. I have to do like blog post updates. Like somebody has already created this. So this is where the um, where I become the clog in this in this system, Jess, that there is there are two blogs that are done. They just need me to look at them over to make sure that they're right. Right. Approval from me. Then I need to approve a crap ton of new ideas to move on. So the team presents to me, here's five separate blog posts. I have to pick this one because that's the way we go. Go go do this. So this is ideal, right? And and the main difference, there's one huge difference between She Podcasts and Libsyn that stops me from being able to fulfill this role properly. Uh-huh. And that thing is a steady, stable income stream i mean we have that right. yeah 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 but, but more, not enough like, for me to pay for the team that we actually blood. need right. right so like so like we have a few people and rather than burden them more i take on stuff that they can't do or but this is why i looked on upward because i was like someone out there because 20 dollars an hour is not a lot for someone who is probably better at me than what i'm trying to do 
and probably needs the money and Mm -hmm. will free me up to make more money, bigger money. Because if I can work on sponsorship stuff, if I can work on offers for PodFest or how to, you know, optimize that opportunity, then we'll make enough money for me to pay these people. That's the curse of the entrepreneur. I know. There's a book called The E-Myth, and it's all about this. It starts out about a baker who, like, loves baking cakes, but then all of a sudden she's like, you know, she opens a bakery, and now she's like, and and I don't even touch a cake ever. But that's how it should be. Yeah. for Well, for me, one of the things is my biggest problem with this is I hand something off, and then they come back with – a million questions because I probably didn't communicate it right. Then I'm like, just give it to me. I'll do it. That's why the brief, though. I know. Because this way I can sit for 10 minutes and think exactly what do I want this person to do so they have as few questions as possible, which, by the way, is the other thing I'm terrible at, is I like to just give somebody something to do and let them figure it out. That is such a bad idea. Well, you know what, Jess? It depends on the person. Because I mean, that's it- true. But and I think that's the best way to learn, which is why I do it. And with Je- I mean, but with Jenny, I I have learned to be specific, but not too specific because she likes to figure stuff out. This is when you have to find that. It's a puzzle piece. You need it's the a puzzle, puzzle piece. piece. That's to right. Fit and together. it's like you know how to work with people and how to communicate whatever that is with like maybe just one person, but it's a lot harder to communicate that with somebody else who needs a lot more, right? So part of being a boss is being able to do that. It's sort of like being, at least for me, for me, a person who is a mother, to be able to understand that just because I can tell Hunter X, Y, and Z, it doesn't mean May is going to understand X, Y, and Z. I'll start with X, Y, and Z. But then if she looks at me like I have no idea what you're talking about, I'm going to have to figure out how to communicate that one thing that was super easy with this one to this person. And so, but you have to, as a man, as a somebody who is the boss, you have to figure out, it's your job, that's your job. How do I help this person succeed. It's a coaching thing. In other words, yes. you got to coach yes. them up. Agreed. you got to learn Agreed. how to coach them up. You, it's almost like you tied your hands. Like if I wanted Jess to stop touching her microphone, what I should do is just send her a bunch of clips of her touching her microphone and what it sounds like. I, <laughs> I know. But, it, but what I'm saying is it's the coaching. you got to coach them up. It's almost like you can't touch anything, but you're describing – to them how to do it and you're not allowed to touch it where yeah. as an entrepreneur you just want to grab it and get it done you because you know how to yeah. do it because you know how to do it yeah. so that chart on notion is easy right because i have a list of planners and a list of people that can do the planners and a list of shit i want done and she podcast it's totally different and i the where i get stuck is what should be a card and what should not be a card like t- because we have just for example the event Whole databases can be filled with the to-do list items on there. But what is worthy of a card and what is not? Right. The She Podcast Minicon. Should get headshots be on their own card? Who's going to follow up and make sure that person got the headshots? Do I need to follow up with Elsie and make sure she, I mean, it's just some of it doesn't make sense. And I don't like the planner little, the planner business is very cut and dry. Because it's an, it's one task that someone else can do besides me. Right. And then maybe I'll hire another person to make the listing on Etsy because I don't want to do that either. Right. And so I have a whole business that I've not, you know, that I'm doing, but I'm not doing. So with She Podcast, though, I trip up on how to organize it properly. I think what I should be doing is I'm trying to make it good so everyone can use it. I need to make it so that 
it makes sense to me. Because right. if I'm the one managing these people, I can just, you know, I don't even need everyone to see that big dashboard that I showed you guys. They just need to have their own little tasks with the things inside of what to do. And then they can complete it at the top. Boom, it's done. And then I can organize the rest. I can do the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But I've been tripping up trying to figure out, like, how do I make it so that Elsie knows where everything is at one time? How do I make it so that Jenny knows where everything is at one time? And then, I mean, it just occurred to me this moment. That's not exactly what I need. I need to make sure I know what's going on at every right. moment. Yeah. And I think that that's the bottom line You guys line will there. figure it out. You right. with your parts that I give you, right? Like you guys right. will figure it out with, with the parts that Libsyn gives you. You have your own part. You don't have access to the entire company. What's no. going on in dev? No, right? I don't. And and that's why we have meet. But that's the thing. I think that there does need to be a communication. And that's why we have meetings. Yes. Right? Yes. So then you have a meeting and then you say, this is what I'm up to. This is what I'm... And then if there's like a big thing coming up, like let's say she... Pod- like let's pretend we had all the little groups in she podcast, right? We had the marketing team. We had, you know, that like we had a Facebook ads team. We had our designer. We had like you and I come in in terms of the things that we have going on in the space. Um, you know, all that stuff. And our big event for the thing is she podcast live. And so we need to come together because the design team is already on everything design wise from the digital stuff to the handouts to what it, you know, the floor plan to what it's going to look like. They're designing all the things. Yeah. Nobody's like talking to them. I'm yeah. in the middle of selling. Like I'm, you know, getting on yes. podcasts. I'm sure, like, Which is stuff. what you should be doing. Right. And so then at the time we meet and then that team tells us like the design teams are like the social media team tells us how much they've grown for this. And then like you and I will sit around and go like, these are the right. things that I've been doing. Can you please promote social these things right. that I'm having? And they'll just take it and go with it. And right. for us, like um, what's been really helpful actually is whenever I do have a and it has been, I cannot even tell you how helpful this has been to have all of the speaking opportunities that I have and everything that I've been speaking on to be able to just like forward it off to Callie, who's yeah. our team member there. And then I say, I need like, just do what you do with this stuff. Like, I don't yeah. even have to tell her now. Yeah. She'll create an entire, like she, I'm I like, you know, for um Anu's event, the yeah. economy event, she yeah. already has like. All this kind of advertisement for it. It's already posted. Guess who's going? Look at what time. All, like She did yeah. it all. Yeah. I didn't have to do it. So that is, so that is not a problem, but you know, I, we do have a designer that we work with, but she has lots of other clients too. And I guess I, we, we contracted for her to help us with the live website. And then there's other stuff that's ongoing that I need to recontract her for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been hesitant because I, even though we're selling the event, we're doing our event, like I'm still scared that somewhere in there that it may not happen. And I'll just have like gotten all this money that for people that to do jobs that I don't need. And I'm so scared yeah. of that. No, I think that part of it just is that you can start to hire out jobs that like in terms of the stuff that is, that is she podcast core work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, don't like I'm, I'm exaggerating now. But don't hire somebody to design like the the floor stickers for the hotel. Right, like you know what I mean. Right. Business like, cards. Yeah, like, we'll something never like that. that. But right. you can maybe some like headers or things that can be repurposed stuff that's yes. gonna 
not be too much, but they can also work towards what our brand is. Like if it mm. was me and I were to be designing that stuff, I would start to get like um, at least a template for the sponsor pitch um, or a one sheet or being able to even get another like media kit for she podcast specifically. If somebody wants to like yeah. work with us, um, like speaker oh, yeah, that's pages for you yes. and I. Yes. Like that is valuable and it's something we can send people on I to like do that. like some, so, um, yeah, I, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Anyway, I, no, I, but those are the things that I would invent. Like if it was in terms of designing and what, what do we want to say with yeah. what we have so that we can just like easily move it forward. As- That's a good idea. I'm going to do that with Danielle. I'm just going to have her do the stuff you just said, because you're right. I don't need to know what's happening in order to have those things. We just need to have those things. Yeah period. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm a reluctant CEO. Like this is the downfall of being so laid back. Like Elsie for all of her anxiety and frantic energy. It's good to have somebody. This is why my husband is the same way. It is good to partner with somebody who is worried all the time so that when there's something to worry about, so that when there's something to worry about, you can help them address it because, because to be honest with you, Look how long it's taken me to figure out that I'm supposed to be outsourcing this stuff. Six years, people. Six years. You know what it's like? It's like somebody has to drive a tricycle across the desert carrying a cooler full of like water. Okay. And I'm on the tricycle. And then Elsie drives up and she's like, look, there's an airplane. All you have to do is like reach up and, and I'll pull you up. And I'm like, but what about the tricycle? Somebody's got to do this water. She's like, well, it doesn't have to be you. You shouldn't be sweaty. Wherever <laughs> we're going, you can't be sweaty. You have to look good. I know. I know. But I have to keep going. I have to keep going. Who's going to do it if I don't do it? That's me. That's always me. I'm always like this. Here, I'll reach with one hand and I'll just pedal with this hand. I'll just go like this and see if I can make it. It never works. It's never going to work. But see, it, but it's so weird that you're doing that, but your that energy to me is like the anxiety. It's like what I'm telling you. You're saying like, I'm so laid back. That does not look laid back. It's not, fr- no, no. The difference between me having that energy and you having that energy is that I'm laser focused, not upset and worried. Oh, okay. I, I'm not upset okay, and worried. So I'm just producing. I'm just pedaling. I didn't say I was pedaling frantically, just fast, just fast. I'm fast, but I'm not in. A, I'm not in a tizzy. What? This the title for this one's got to be group therapy. Well, Carrie's all worried. She goes, "What if the tricycle stops?" Oh. Like that's my point. <laughs> Listen, that's my point. Group Somebody's got to hop on in order for me to go in the plane with Elsie. That's my point. I've got to get someone to get on this tricycle. Somebody who has longer legs than me, who can pedal faster, and that's all they do. Because yeah. that's not all I do. In fact, I don't do it very well at all. In fact. Like those planners, they're doing a way better job than I could have because I'm in a hurry all the time because I'm, you know, I'm trying to get it done. I think the hardest part for me now when it comes to recognizing what, what a value add it is to have somebody that can do that one thing or like a couple of little tasks as in I can just forward them like my speaker opportunities and saying like, can you please put this on all the social profiles for me, please? And just doing that is that. A lot of the folks that I would want to do that with me are also working for a bunch of other people. And I can't afford to have that person with me all the time because that's not fair. And so 
that's where I'm at a conundrum because I would love to, I literally would love to own somebody like not in a bad and a good way. As in like, I wish I want to work with a partner. I'll try and help you, you know? with that a little bit. No, but yeah, but that they're like there for me so that I can yeah. say Maybe at I any time, not me. Text, no, not you. That I can like text them and go like, I need these things done. Can you please do this for me? But I don't have to wait, mm. you know, because it's like mm-hmm. I, I found like I did find somebody. Remember that woman that I found, but she's in Barcelona. Not to mm-hmm. say that that's bad. No, it's not. But it's it actually. I was really excited because I'm like, oh my god, this is like a dream come true. But in actuality, I need somebody that's Eastern. I just need somebody who's available. Who can- right, that's another thing. It costs more money to have someone on your time zone, for sure. And the women that I hired from Upwork, and that's the other thing is like, as I was going through, I was trying to find women who, I want to help a woman who is doing this for the first time after not working for a while or someone who's fresh out of college. And so the one is from India who she is like, I've studied this, this, and this. I've gone to this, this college. I have no reviews on Upwork because this is my first, this will be my first gig. And I was like, boom, you're hired mm-hmm. because I would love to be, I would love to right. help somebody have a five star rating and start making money. Like that right. feels good to me. And then also a woman, you know, women of color. And so I, well, I mean, I, I kind of botched that. The first woman is from South Africa. So she's probably white. I mean, but like, <laughs> but I was like going for, you know, women of color only, but, um, Anyway, they both are college graduates from wherever they are. I mean, and and getting someone in the United States is more expensive. And I'm learning it doesn't necessarily mean they're better at the job. Although I do feel something about helping women in this country because I know how much everyone is struggling. And so there is something about that. I just need to find somebody in the price range that's like like every designer that I saw that could do the skills I wanted was like $95 an hour. The women I hired were like 25 Right. And I also know that 25 where they live is like 95. Right. They don't need 95. You know, like, like the cost of living is much less. So I feel okay about that. Whereas like $95, like I can't pay someone $95 an hour to do anything. Really? I just can't. We just can't. Right. And there's got to be some mom out there who is working from home and able to take on extra. That's what I want. Someone who's just like willing to do a little extra for a little extra. You know? I'm a see. I'm a little like worried about that. I'm such an advocate for making sure that you you take care of yourself and you set boundaries for yourself because I suck at this so badly that that's something I don't want to teach. I don't want to teach you need to be on all the time. You need to be on like you got to do all the things. But I want somebody who is like that. You know what I mean? So I'm like torn. But listen, when you're a designer though, or when you're a VA or when you're a designer, like let's take Jenny for example, because Jenny is not, she is, I, I know if you're listening to this, Jenny, don't punish me for it, but she does not necessarily charge what she could be charging. And it's probably because she you know, needs to, I don't mean, I don't want to tell you her life or whatever, but like the point is, even if I give her the most mundane shit of tasks, She's cool with it. She's like, I just sit in front of the TV and just move cells in a spreadsheet. And it's kind of like, I feel productive, but I don't have to think too hard. She enjoys that. Some of the, you know, she's a mortgage broker. Like she's obviously can do so much more than that. Right. But that's something that for what we pay her, she's cool with doing. And like, that's, these are stories we're telling ourselves. So in your head, you're like, this person's overworked. In my head, I'm like, this person can design a business card in five minutes and that's just an extra 25 bucks that she didn't have before. And if her, hu- it's in my head, it's like if the husband lost the job, 
you know, or if the, she's home with the, you know, like if there's some way that like she's making extra money because they have limited income right now. That's the story I'm telling my in my head, uh, you know, about who I'm hiring. I have no idea if it's true. Yeah. But there's also no way of knowing that that person's overworked. And who are we to say? Right. And I and I think that that's what it is to me. And yeah. also the fact that I want it done when I want it done. Well, yeah. Uh, as in, And I think that for me, that's really the most important stuff. It's sort of like if I'm like in the middle of working something and going, okay, I need to have this thing out or like this image done or this, you know, this, these tweets written or whatever by end of day today. Like I expect them and I want them done. So another way of doing that, Elsie, is to go on Upwork and be like, I have a thousand dollars and I want a virtual assistant to be at my beck and call for a month. And I don't care what time zone you're in. I only care that when I say I need you to edit this, it's done within two hours. Right. Is that fair? Yeah. Two hours of, you know, so like, so I mean, it could be, I mean, there are other people in our time zone that could probably handle that that aren't in the United States. Right, right. There are people who are two hours before us and two hours behind us that right. could probably do that, you know, and so, or, and so Jen's saying you need to tap into students and artists, all the actors who are out of work, they would love that work and their night out. See, yes, exactly. But all I know is if I advertise for a graphic designer, they show me how they're a graphic designer. I don't know what they're doing. In fact, I accidentally Googled someone that I hired to help me and found out that she's like a COVID denier. <laughs> and I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to, I can't fire her. I don't want to fire her. I wouldn't, I don't care. She does an amazing, I mean, I care, but I shouldn't have done that because it's none of my business. Right. And right. she does excellent work. It was stupid of me to even look, you know, I just got curious. And that's also probably another downfall to hiring someone in the United States is that they're Googleable and that shit doesn't matter. That's what I think. I don't know. I mean, yes, I agree with students and artists. I totally agree. I also will say this, though, in my experience, because I've I've had a couple interns in my life and I've taught interns and I've run internships. They are the most energetic and the most eager. They are not the most reliable because they're young. I mean, forget artists. I'm just talking about students. I'm going to assume this applies to artists because they're artists, but I don't really know. But like, yeah, but if you need things plugged into spreadsheets, right, but they forget or they had to go do something with their mom or they didn't have access to the computer because it's not their computer. I mean, they're just not the most reliable. The most reliable is someone fresh out of college because, you know, they have a computer, someone, you know, or someone who's still in college, like you said, but, you know, they're not. Anyway, you know what I mean? No, I know. And I think that that's that's the other thing, too. Like whenever you do start to work a little bit more with teams, and I think that's something that in this life that we've had now, like for over, I think now for almost going into, since she podcast live last year, we started to like work with more of a team, right? And then same thing with Libsyn, same thing for myself. So I've had like three separate ways of working with people, team members coming in and out, doing work in that way. And I can say that they're definitely now, I really know a type of person or personality that I like to work with and (laughs) that that works well with the way that I work, which is different. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're going to have to kiss you're a lot kiss of toads. toads. I have and kissed a lot of toads. I'm trying to avoid it. It is so, so I- hard because sometimes you think somebody's going to do what you're asking them to do. And then you realize, oh, and I can say this now as somebody who has done a lot of interviewing of people too for certain yeah. positions yeah. is that whatever, and I say this just for y'all to trust yourselves. 
you know, the minute you get that inner knowing, like, oh, I don't know if they'll be right. You're usually right. You're usually yes, right. Yes, you're like, almost always right. If you right. have that instinct, like even in just a moment, a moment of just like, oh, they don't, they don't fit. Follow that because what I ended up doing is like you first, you get that hit and you immediately like make that infer and then you go, no, I'm going to get to know them, but they have all of these things that are going on and then they do this really well and I really like them and they're so great and it would be awesome. And like you convince yourself, yeah. you make this whole story to make yeah. them fit Same, and then right. they don't. You had so the instinct at the beginning. But that's where you got to coach him up. Can well, you coach him up? Well, you know up? what, John? There's times for coaching up and then there's times for like, I got to get this shit done. I need I you to get you. it done. I don't have time okay. to be telling you how to do it. So Scott does this thing where he'll make up a story in his head about why something is the way he is and then he'll get mad about it. For example, if his food's not right, which for some reason happens to him more often than it does anyone else in this house, probably because he's so picky because it makes him so angry is probably why it happens. Cause that's just Murphy's law, but he'll go, that guy just doesn't give a shit. He'll just throw the food in the car. Now it's everywhere. And like, he's probably smoking a cigarette and that fucking sucks. And I'm like, you just made all of that up. And now you're super angry about it. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You don't have any idea what's happening in that car. Could have been his kids riding around with it. Oh, you my don't God. Know. I know so many I people guess. like that. They do the same thing. They sit there and they start talking about it. And then they go through this whole thing. And I said, you know that none of that actually happened. You can't prove any of that. <laughs> yeah, it's all a made-up story about a person you don't know. It's ridiculous. But this is the same thing. Hiring is the same thing. I try to infer as much as I can. Does this person have kids? How old are they? Are they single? Is this their first job? Is this something they've been doing a long time? Have they just not gotten a break with a company? Did they work for a company and then they hate the company? Like, I'm trying to figure it all out so I can assess this. Pr I, I don't just want to know their skills. I want to know their, like, their, like, reason, their raison d'etre, right? right? Like, why are they there? What's happening there? I love this, Carrie. Carrie's just saying that, you know, that there's there's one person that she almost fired and they ended up being so amazing. They made mistakes, but they really, truly wanted to do better. And this is the thing, because I absolutely agree with that, too. And I think that there's that's what the job of a of a CEO or a president or an owner is. Right. You have to know the right person to get the task done that needs to get done when. Right. Because if there's somebody that I can coach up that I really want to invest my time and to like really nurture and build something, then it's going to be this type of person. But if sometimes I just need somebody to do what I want right then and not, yeah. then it's yeah. going to be a different person that I'm going to give that to. Right. So you have yeah. to make those decisions all the time, like all the time even if you do have a team, to be able to go, who am I going to give this work to? And you have to make that decision. But what I was saying, like, I have $1,000, and yeah, and I want you and I want you to be at my beck and call, and here are these things. And if this works out, because this is the first time I've had an, a person like that, then hopefully you've made enough money from outsourcing some shit to be able to hire right. them again and hire them again. Oh, I remember I was going to say, Andrew from PodFest. Yeah. He is a perfect and example amazing. Of, of a smart yeah, hire. Yeah, he's a smart because hire. he's really smart. He's very skilled. He probably learns yeah. like that. And he's young. He's so he's young, young. I know. That there's no way he needs $100 an hour to live. I mean, 
We don't know where he is because he's always got a green screen background that looks like an office. I know he's not sitting in that office because it's a pandemic. He's probably in some bedroom with like posters of like God knows what on the walls. And he just doesn't want to show us. But you're right. He's amazing. He's amazing. He could be 25. He could right. be 15. It's hard to okay, tell. Okay, so from a person <laughs> so who has to work with new clients all the time and they come in and they walk in yeah. and they go – it's almost like that movie, uh, Prada, The Devil Wears Prada, where yes. she comes walking in and she just throws stuff on a desk and she walks and she says three words and you're supposed to understand. And then I like to say, well, can I have a noun? Can I buy a noun, please? Because I need to know what you're talking about. So if I get a client and I'll use Stacy Sims as an example. Stacy Sims, okay. I've been working with her for four, five, four or five years. I don't know. But she says to me, she says like a sentence and a half, I'm on it. Then I have another person that comes in and says six paragraphs, and I have no idea what they're talking about. So I have to nail. Uh, this is a John problem, not a client problem. I think it's a both problem, Doja. No way. You are not managing them to work the way you oh, want. If you want them to give you. So in other words, if you have a new client, they need to fill out a form and that form needs to be just like my project beef. Tell me in 50 words or less. What is your show about? Tell me in 100 words or more how you want this to sound. I get Give that. them options. Give them things to check off. You need check boxes. Should it be bright? Should it be dark? Should it be tenor? Give them examples. Examples of each thing so they know what it all sounds like. This way you have do whatever it has to take as and, and write it for the stupidest person possible so that it is easy as shit for you okay. to know. But what I'm saying is I'm sometimes saying you have exactly to go back. Sometimes you have to train your boss. In other words, you have to train right. your boss to yes. kind of focus in yes. on something. It depends. Yep. Like I'm sure Elsie – well, Elsie, you and I, you say to me, I need this at this, this, and this. And I'm like, I'm on it. Same thing like with this podcast. You well, guys give me this trained. podcast, and yeah, I'm already trained, so I don't even need, you know, all I need is your audio, and then you can go away. I got it. I got this. How many times do I come but back? But your clients for, don't know how to train you, John. They only know how to talk I about don't, what I don't about. need to be trained. I have to train the clients. Like, you That's know, my point. you. Yeah. yeah I, in other words, I have some one client that comes in and throws everything on a desk and runs. I'm like, hey, 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 come here. I have three episodes. Where do these go? Why aren't they numbered? I don't know because I don't know when we're going to put them out yet. All right. So we need a notion. We need a name. What was this about? So I can put it so you'll know when I edit it and I can give it back to you. So that's what I mean. You have to kind of train. You got to you got to make those puzzle pieces fit. Every time they give you something to edit, they fill out a type form. They upload the file. This way you have the thing and, and you can make it so that they can't put it through unless they give you all the information. And by the they way, that's that. what the speaker application is like. You don't hit send without a bio and a fucking headshot. Or your application doesn't come through because I'm not digging for that shit. Right. The end. I understand that. But they don't, again, right. as a client or even as a boss, they come in and they go, I need this done. And you're like, look what Carrie wrote. Client onboarding is client training. It is. You it train is. them how to work with you. You don't put up with that shit about, oh, who was it? Oh, Holly. Holly is a perfect example. I didn't want to say that name. <laughs> okay, but but I told this to Holly. So so Holly is my friend from camp, um, mm -hmm. who who now uses Tracy and John, and I think she might hire Andrea too. My whole our whole team she uses for her podcast, Fashion Crimes. Okay, I'll see. So I said, when do you record? She goes, whenever Nolan can record. And I'm like, okay, well, what about when you have a guest? Well, we let them decide. I'm like, and the first thing I said, John is. How does John know when to get you the show? 
And she was like, he just does it in his spare time. I'm like, that's your fault, not his fault. I said, because I said, here's why. Because if he knows it's going out on Friday, he will fit it in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But he can't do that if y'all are just recording willy nilly like. Who knows when that file's coming? You don't know what's you don't know what's happening in his life that day. He's got to be able to fucking schedule that shit. They're coming in. Like, they're, yeah, they're coming in through week transfer. She, was like, she goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's from North Carolina. No, she's, she's Holly from, from Raleigh. Yes. Oh, Holly. Oh, she's from North Carolina. Okay, now she lives Holly in Holly from Raleigh. She's like, that makes so much sense. And I'm like, yes, it does. But the thing is, I love her. I love working with her. I love working on the show. And she's new at this. So it's, yes, you just can't yeah. throw everybody. You just can't do so. You got to kind of work it into them. And again, I've been doing this long enough where, you know, I can kind of figure though. it out. But when I send her stuff and she's, that's not the one I want. I'm like, now I'm perplexed because I'm like, well, where is it? I have no idea. It's like, there's like a pile of audio on the table. And I'm like, but what? you shouldn't, You're- she should know that she, for, in order for her to work with you, she has to upload it here, tag it here, directions here. Boom. It's done. When's the deadline? Great. Got to go. Mm-hmm. That's that's your fault. It but is. her fault is not having a goddamn schedule. Right. But and also because she's new, she wouldn't know that. I mean, if it were Carrie, I'm guessing, and she had a new podcaster, she would tell them, "Hey, by the way, you should really be doing this on a schedule because it'll help you and me." And again, there's there's the client. There's some clients who are just no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. They're always on the hairy end. They're sending you the audio, yeah, and they're like, true. "I need it by tomorrow." Tomorrow. Yeah. You, you know who's like that? Hillary Rubin. If Hillary did a podcast, Elsie, she's a friend of ours. If Hillary did a podcast, Elsie, even if we had her in a in a goddamn podcasting military camp, it would still be the way John's describing where last minute, I forgot this. What about that? She's just the way she is. You just need to have like, yeah, absolutely. You need to have all the stuff. But 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 you're right. You know what? In terms of whenever you hire outsource things, it's so helpful when when the team, whoever you hired has a process because it it is it is actually freeing to the client. Like we're yes. also working for Libsyn, we're working on doing some videos and stuff. And it's not necessarily just videos of us, but videos just as a whole, like adding a little bit more videos here and there in terms of marketing stuff. Like, and so we're working with a video production team who actually does this for a living. Like that's what they do. And so when they share their assets, they've created a very organized Google drive. This is where we get the feedback from you. This is where all the videos are. This is where all the assets are. This is when we need the feedback. This is when, and so everything is there and everything is for us to do and we know what we need to do when and where to add the feedback because that's the other thing that I have found to be very challenging, particularly when you're giving feedback on media files, that it's like, you know, when you have like a Google Doc that you're working with and you're writing something, you can do the whole thing, right? You can see like people can comment and you can see a working sheet and you can do all that stuff. But when it's media, it's like, uh... How are you going to put all the feedback there, right? So they've created that whole thing. And it's so, it's like, oh my God, thank you. That's why you hire them. Andrea, Drea online, she's another example of this. We hired her to do our social media. And we were like, so how does it work? And she goes, we work two weeks in advance. And we were like, ooh, okay. And then after that, we always do two weeks in advance. Like there was like Elsie and I have never done it before. But this service provider, she will not talk to you on Thursday for stuff they're posting next week. That shit is done and scheduled. 
She will only talk to you on Thursday about stuff that's happening 10 days from now. And so we're just trained now to do it that way. We because, and I mean, and to be it. honest with you, we I, still, I was just going to yeah. say still on Thursday, that's the first time we're thinking that far ahead is for her, but we're still doing it though. Cause we have, cause they make us do it. Yeah. And so if that's what you want, you have to make them do it. And if you want me to help you, I can help you set that up so that no, you no, I, I, I have understand like a portal right. and whatever else, but I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I'm a, I'm a sap because in other words, I know, I know are, what it's you like when you're behind and, and you're like, Oh, I got to get this out. And I didn't have time. And the kid was this and the dog got sick and yeah. this and that and all. And they're, and I'm like, Oh, okay. I don't need sleep. Tonight. Come on. You feel bad for everyone, but yourself. <laughs> and then you're mad. In the middle of it, they like don't I'm care doing about this, I'm me. like, fuck them bitches. Yeah, he's sleeping and I'm here editing this. I'm out of here. Now, yes. I, 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 <laughs> that's not fair. That's what's not fair. Mm-hmm. Not what's happening to them, but what's happening to you is not fair. Right. But I, so yeah. I'm saying this is this is very therapeutic what we're doing right yeah. here. It is. I, it feels good. Do you guys feel good? We're going to have to wrap it up a little bit because we have to talk about PodFest as we close this oh, out. As we've been. We haven't actually talked about what we're doing for the She Podcast Mini Con. That's true. Which is happening a few days from when this episode comes live. So the whole entire thing starts on March 1st. This is the She Podcast Mini Con. And if you want free tickets, all you have to do is click the link in our show episode notes and use the code She Podcast all together when you hit in when you go inside of that event right. You'll get that $49 ticket for free. The little ticket area where you put the the the, the whatever the coupon code is to the top left of the Eventbrite page because sometimes people miss it. So use that and get it for free. I guarantee you, even if like you our thing is like three and a half hours long, but the week is gonna blow your mind and there's gonna be so much networking in this, you really will miss out if you don't sign up. So she podcast is the code. Now we're starting for it's one thirty to six o'clock is what we're doing together. Uh, for the She Podcast Minicon. And we're really doing our very best to bring so many voices together within that three and a half hours to have conversations that are a little bit unusual. So we're not necessarily doing, uh, I think that this mini con is not about like tactical tips <laughs> or like learn how to do, how to podcast. It's a little more uh, around the the culture itself, sharing some ideas, sharing communities, sharing leaders that are in the podcasting space that are women-led and and really leading conversations around the entire ecosystem of podcasting that are often not had. So, Jess, do you want to talk about what our lineup is? Yes, I'm so proud of our lineup. I cannot even tell you. So, our first session is what do podcasting communities need a round table of community leaders and advocates. And we have Danielle Corbett from WOC Podcasters. We have Rita Bautista from Latina Podcasters. We have Carrie from Yaya Podcasting and Helen Zaltzman. And Just I don't. Busters. Oh, Just Busters. Well, she does Yaya, but yeah, Just Busters. And then what is, um, what is Helen Zaltzman? Helen is Zaltzman the- is the podcasting support group. That's right. The podcasting support group, which is a huge Facebook group. So we're doing what podcasting communities need. And then podcasting generations. So Elsie has put together a lot of different diverse women, all different ages, all different backgrounds, all different career paths. And we get to talk to them about what drives them to podcast, how they help each other. And then the She Podcast State of Podcasting with Nikita Burks-Harrell from Journey Girl Magic. 
Sarah and Miss Sasha, who are the hosts of Dear White Women podcast, Maria Santonia from Ecos Media, and Reka Murthy, who is a radio and podcast expert. She's worked everywhere. I mean, when I looked at her bio today, I was like, hot diggity. This girl. (laughs) Well, because it's like. I know. Oh, yes. And Michelle Curry. Oh, I have to add her. Yeah, I know. And Michelle Curry, too. I mean, we have all those, but like. Uh, it's really great. Like one of the ones that I'm, I mean, other than the fact that we have like all of these women participating, I think one of my favorite sessions, I and I can't, I hope it is everything I wanted it to be. It's sort of like everybody having tea together is that podcasting generations, a conversation um, session, which doesn't really particularly have a focus, but I do have a 16 year old podcaster all the way up to Seven, a 70 year old podcasting and I have a gener every generation. So I have Gen Z, I have Gen X, I have Gen Y and I have baby boomer all in one thing. And all of us are podcasters. Everybody has a very different podcast. So the 16 year old, her name is Brooklyn Boykins. Her show is called Sit Back and Chat and y'all need to go listen to her show. It is very easy to listen to. It is the, it is, I, I don't want to say cute. No. I can't say all the words that are like, no, she's a, all I can say is that she's a powerhouse. She is incredibly knowledgeable and very wise for her years. Uh, her show is very, it's just like her behind a microphone. And she already on her own figured out how crappy the uh, Blue Yeti, what, what Mike was. And she got herself a Samsung Q2U and it sounds amazing. Excellent. Um, we also have, uh, I don't know if it's going to be Stephanie or Melissa Carcache, who are from Millennial Women Talk. And obviously, they are the millennials in the group, and they're both Latinas, and they're doing an incredible job when it comes to their YouTube. You should see their YouTube. They've really invested in the way that they are putting themselves out there. They have so much to offer for that specific demographic of millennial women and everything that they're uh, focusing on. And my 70-year-old is from the podcast called Two Old Bitches. Her name is Joanne Sandler, and her bio is also an amazing, like, she's like, oh my God, has she lived a life. Holy crap. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you're 70. Well, yeah, it is unbelievable. But she is also like, she's also co-host. So she is, she's not just a a solo person. She is a, a, but they had to choose in between who's the one that's going to be on the panel. And part of it is that I, I wanted this to not be like, you know, everybody's presenting so much, but like for us to talk with one another and to know that the thing that connects us is podcasting and it doesn't like it's it's incredible to have that so many folks that are, are just doing this on their own and every single one of these women is self done like they're 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 not coming from like crazy networks they're like doing their own stuff in fact i think joanne i think she does the editing for her show on her own so it's like come on that's like super super cool and then i'll be i'll be representing gen y for that so anyway I, I'm Sweet. really excited for a whole thing. I am really great. excited too. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be really in-depth, interesting conversation, not your average grow and monetize, which is what we were going for. So yeah. So thank you guys so much for, oh, oh, to get your, you, you want a free ticket, you go to um, shepodcast.com forward slash podfest global and put in the code she podcast you can get a free ticket and if you want to upgrade you get 50 dollars off the vip or any other level ticket so she forward slash podfest global 
Thank you guys so much for coming to She Podcast. For those of you who watched it live, thank you so much. It's lovely to see you. For those of you who didn't, good for you. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcast. You can find our show notes at ShePodcast.com. You can also email us any feedback or tidbits at feedback at ShePodcast.com. And don't forget to go to PodFest. Go to ShePodcast.com forward slash PodFest global thank you guys so much for listening to us today love you mean it bye